right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Higher Journeys. And of course, if it's your first time here, welcome. Every time I get off of a recording session with uh, the guest you're about to see, Barry Littleton, I just have to take a deep breath. This last recording is no exception. We brought Barry Littleton back for those of you that saw our interview just last December to go even deeper into the phenomenon of earthbound spirits and moreover, earthbound spirit attachments. I hope that you, if you haven't seen the show already, uh, we'll go back and uh, have a look at the show that we did back in December, which was actually sort of this impromptu uh, episode where Barry, who uh, many of you may know him as uh, a contactee, of which he is, is also deep into uh, spiritual mediumship in which he has encountered some of these attachments, some of these earthbound spirits, and has for years been working with individuals on uh, not just reading them, but understanding them not just ridding of them, of course, trying to release the attachment, but literally working with both those in the physical and non-physical realms to understand the dynamic of spiritual attachment. What is it? How is it? How many of us have them? When you watch the show, you may be surprised. So let's get into that. Uh, We're going to be, of course, talking about Barry's upcoming workshop he's going to be doing for the Conscious Academy. uh, Just few days from now as you're seeing this brand new March 26th. So we'll get into that uh, once we get into the show. But for now, buckle up, y'all, because this is a pretty heavy episode, very heavy. In fact, I mean, all of our stuff on Higher Journeys tends to be. But this is one of those things that uh, Barry feels, as do I, needs attention, needs to be taken seriously. Um, And most importantly, keeping the frequency of love at the forefront for anyone that's concerned about immersing yourself in such subjects. You never have anything to worry about if the focus is on love. So with that, let's uh, not delay without further ado. My guest, Barry Littleton, we're talking about earthbound spirits and spirit attachment. Well, guess who I got back here, journeyers? You know that face right there? That guy right there? Barry Littleton? Well, you should, because he was on just not that long ago, Barry. It was back in December. Let me set this up for y'all, for, for those of you that haven't uh, checked uh, Barry's show out, or Bar- Barry's show, the Barry show, our show with Barry. We did a show, guys, back in December of uh, 21, uh, which was kind of an impromptu conversation, Barry, about this idea of earthbound spirits, spirit attachment, to be more specific. And this was kind of an off-the-cuff episode that we did. Well, I have to tell you that off the cuff episode garnered so much attention. And I would say for good reason, the bottom line is we're talking about something that may in fact be affecting millions, maybe even billions of people around the world. And they not know they they don't know it's happening. That being individuals who have crossed over once corporeal physical beings that have crossed over, but for whatever reason are remaining close to the earth plane. That's a loaded story. We're going to get into a bit of it today because y'all wanted, many of you that saw the show said, please have Barry back. So here he is. You ask and uh, you get. So welcome, Barry. Welcome back to the show. (laughs) Hello. Thank you. Thank you. This is a nice introduction. I'm very honored, you know, very honored uh, by the responses. And that was so spontaneous when we did that last time that I'm quite amazed. So most times people just want to 
Here we talk about aliens, but that's not. <laughs> right. Well, you know, this is not absent of the conversation. In fact, I'm sure we can we can touch on that too, and how there seems to be this sort of intersection of all of these phenomena that's part and parcel of uh, what we're talking about here. But today, and I'll say right up front, um, so excited. We, we took this all the way. Barry is going to be our next guest instructor for our upcoming uh, Higher Journeys Conscious Academy workshop in which he will be going into explicit detail uh, on this phenomenon that we're going to be teasing, touching on today. Uh, but really this workshop, Barry, is about really digging in to figure out how to identify if an individual has an attachment and then moreover, how that individual might go about getting rid of it. That's really the bottom line. And I know it's not a, you know, there's no silver bullet. There's a lot of detail to this, but that's what uh, Barry will be discussing uh, on the workshop. We got all the details. We'll go into a little bit more toward the end of the show, but let's, I want to start with a question for you, Barry. And I asked you this when we recorded our promo, but I need people to really understand that, you know, for those that may be tempted to dismiss this out of hand, uh, how common of a phenomenon is this? How common is spirit attachment to individuals, earthbound spirits? Extremely, extremely. And keeping in mind that this isn't going to the level of like the demonic I'm speaking of like, you know, normal people like you and I, or grandmother, grandfather, father and mother that didn't cross over for whatever reason, for various reasons. So it's very common. And the earthbound population, as I said in other uh, show, is I think almost as numerous as the living here. So it's a very serious problem. So the average person, you know, out of 10 people, eight have had attachments at some point, you know, or have currently. It's much more prevalent than people think. That's stunning. You said that before, and that was really my next question. Um, you, you felt that the number of earthbound spirits has actually gone up exponentially recently. Why? What do you think may be triggering more individuals not fully crossing over? You know, honestly, I think some of it has to do with the odd solar cycle that we've been in for a few years. I think that may be increasing things. And the situation of the world right now, you've got a lot of people that are crossing over from the, the recent pandemic we've had unexpectedly, you know, for whatever reason. And I think that's also caused that shock of crossing over like that. A lot of times people won't cross because they feel either cheated or the shock itself is so much that some comprehension is gone. You know, so that's that that's that's an issue right now. Also, I think the the world, the what they would call the morphogenic field, you know, being generated by the whole consciousness of the earth right now, and the situation that we're in is very bad. And the souls that are crossing over right now, you know, it may make it more difficult due to the shock, due to the feeling of unfair, due to the negative vibration. It may stop many from going on. I think that's just you know two reasons amongst many, but that makes sense. You know, when you first brought this up in our last show and you felt that, and we, we've, of course, talked offline about this as well. You said that, uh, or when you told me that, I thought to myself, would it be any wonder given all that we've been through in the last couple of years? Now, we know we've been through very, very horrific uh, seasons of events in the past, but this seems to be, and, and to affect not just one country, but the globe clearly has had a residual effect, not only here, but in the hereafter. So. Well, you know, it's interesting. I actually Googled 
uh, earthbound spirits just today. And I got 730,000. <laughs> now, I, I what I tried to do is, you know how you can kind of go back in time and, and put a date range. So I tried to put uh, prior to 2020. I wasn't able to come up with a number, but I'm, I, I was very curious. What I was really trying to get at is, could it be that the people even searching that term is more now than before. I, I didn't get anything definitive. But interestingly, when I Googled spirit attachment, I got over 78 million results. Now, I didn't go through all of them, but heck. You, <laughs> you, you know, and, and part of it is, and something I will go in, in detail in the workshop, is some of the things that, although I'm not, we're not dealing with the level of demonic or negative entity attachment like that, um, this is earthbound spirits and people like you and I, but still that's one layer. There's another layer that is the demonic, is the negative inorganic beings that go all around here, the dimensional, interdimensionals and everything else that's on this earth that can actually are parasitic, that attack our awareness, our luminosity. That's very serious, you know? And part of that comes in the death process, which is how the death process wants our life memories. Part of the death process takes our life memories as well as incarnating here, but that's a whole nother subject or a whole nother going deeper than probably you want another to. Layer. Yeah, yeah. Another <laughs> but, but, but nonetheless, the, the demonic level layer is so serious here. So one of the things I'll talk about in the workshop is some of the similarities that they, that they carry at earthbound spirits and the more demonic, there are some things, but you can kind of tell the difference also, you know, well, you talk about telling the difference and you can probably see the furl on my brow just because this is so perplexing. First, not so much the reality of this being, you know, something that actually happens, but how one would go about determining if there's an attachment and, and, and moreover, what is the attachment? And, and I don't, I don't expect you to answer this is, again, what you're going to be going into, because this is why we had to put a workshop together, you guys, because there are so many intricate layers. And for, let's say, a newbie, even like me coming in, where, where does one start? But the goal is we want to try to stop this. This is not the way it's supposed to be. Cheapers. <laughs> you know, one, one thing I would say this, just a little, just a little bit of information, all right, is that the earthbound spirits tend to attach to people and follow people around and wander around more than the negative demonic type of beings that use in a haunted house, for example, they use portals. Those being used of portals, earthbound spirits don't do that. It's a difference and that's one difference right there. So, you know, that's one thing when you get trapped here, you're wandering around still trying to act and be who you were before because something about the personality survives. No way around that. That's a big one. Something about the personality survives. But I mean, you think of these classic stories of hauntings and we've all seen them. As a matter of fact, I've been watching reruns of celebrity ghost stories. Remember that on, yeah, it was on history cool. channel. My, my family over there on the history channel, I believe it was, don't quote me on that, but yeah, I've been watching um, some of the episodes. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you about one. If you want to hear it, I, I, I thought it. about whether I wanted to talk about it during the show, but I'm going to, who was the guy that played Bubba in Forrest Gump? <laughs> Remember the guy that played Bubba? He, it, he wasn't Bubba Gump, obviously, but Bubba. He played Bubba, the African-American guy. I cannot think of the actor's name. 
I'm we'll embarrassed to tell you I couldn't I couldn't suffer through that whole movie. I don't know. Oh, I love that movie. Okay, well we won't get caught up in the movie. Maybe I can get the name and put it up, put it up on the screen and post. Anyway, he was one of the uh, uh, guests on Celebrity Ghost Stories, and he told this story, the actor, of many years ago when he, let's see if I can recount it real quick, where he was, um, had a good friend who was a bit of a troublemaker, let's just say. He got into a lot of trouble, and he was tragically killed, I believe, by a relative. Well, I'm really going to cut through this. Maybe we can even put the link for, for that episode. You should see it. After his friend crossed over, hmm. He was with his girlfriend, the actor, was with his girlfriend. They, they may have been on vacation or maybe even living together. I can't recall. The phone rang and the girlfriend answered the phone and said, we'll call him Mike. That's not his name. Mike, somebody, uh, Anthony, we'll call the guy that passed over Anthony. Someone's saying there's a collect call from Anthony. She's like, what? He gets on the phone and the call came through. They accepted the call. The call came through and he hears the voice of his friend who was killed screaming, help me, help me, help me. And he said he could hear what sounded like an incinerator in the background. <laughs> you know, now I'm, I'm totally botching the, 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 botching the story because you have to hear him tell the story. But the bottom line is he swore up and down that was his friend, but was it, it sounded like he was in a place that resembled hell. Now, first of all, we got to get over the fact the guy that died called him on the phone. There is a phenomenon, by the way, guys, called uh, telephone ADCs or after-death communication. But I thought of you when I was uh, looking at this episode, and I thought, my God, we're if this if this is a valid case, it's somehow the spirit of this individual who died uh, came was able to come through through technology through a telephone. This would have to be an example of an earthbound spirit, right? Well, you know, they can affect electronics, yes. especially those that have gathered more energy. Um, and it's very interesting. And I think a lot of this has to do with what is our what is our personal conceptualization of, of hell? What is hell? You know, and I've had like, oh, how can I say this? Like, for example, one earthbound spirit mentioned to me that didn't want the name God or creator talked about. You said if there if the, if there was such a creator or a god, we wouldn't all be stuck here, trying to avoid each other and being ignored ignored by you all. That wouldn't be going like this. So there is no god, and that that is that is that's that that's one. I mean that's one way to think of it. But when you, you listen to when they're saying that being ignored by you all, trapped here, trying to get around each other, that sounds like a type of hell, and they project an awful lot of anger out of the client. So. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Is that, is that kind of addressing to what you're saying a little yeah, bit there? Absolutely. Saying, I mean, it's it's. But I mean to that, and and the fact that maybe it could come through on the telephone is not just them building up enough like psychokinetic energy to actually make that call, but it might also take us into what we just talked about is some of the solar activity and the other things that is the propagation of uh, information um, going backward time backwards through time. That that's something that they're doing right now, you know, and pushing actually that type of quantum communications forward. It's called the um, luminational uh, propagation of information, I believe. It's of anyway. It's just another thing. So, how much of this when we're dealing with 
if our if our world is starting to kind of dimensionally merge or densities are coming together or whatever's happening, how much is these things can start crossing through Absolutely. through technology? You know, Absolutely. it's very fascinating. We, uh, it and, sure is. And, and, and a little creepy. That takes us into EVP and all that yeah. type of stuff. Which I've had some I've had some research tell me that it's not as prevalent as it used to be. It seems not as easy to catch EVP as it used to be. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. EVP electronic voice phenomena is a fascinating subject that's been around for a long time, but it is in, well, you're saying that some people, some researchers are saying it's more difficult to capture EVP than it was. I mean, this was going back to tape recorders and it's said that Thomas Edison uh, was working at the time of his death, was working on developing a device to be able to uh, uh, connect with uh, spirits vis-a-vis uh, -vis, uh, some form of technology. Well, so many dimensions, literally, to this. Let's talk <laughs> yeah. about the solar. Let's talk about this geomagnetic, this geophysical activity that that seems to be uh, increasing. The idea I've talked about this for many years now with someone who has since crossed over Rosemary and Guiley, miss her dearly, about how it appears that the layer that we call the magnetosphere may not be flipping like the poles flipping but thinning i call it the veil thinning essentially and as that veil thins as you say it could very well be that the intersection of uh, the fields the dimensional fields are becoming more intense could that be accounting for why you feel that there are more earthbound spirits here now <clears throat> Yeah, it could be, you know, but that takes us again into the whole issue of solar activity. And for me, it's going to be hard to keep talking about that in Earthbound Spirits and not go into the aspect of how that's dealing with time manipulation also, time time technology, all that type of thing. But that it's, it's hard to not kind of deal with that too and what maybe why we're experiencing this sudden time shift of war upon this planet. It came along with the solar cycle. I hope people recognize that. It What's really going did. on right now? What is going on right now? Now, just for the record, today is March 21st, 2022. We just uh, entered this uh, or passed the spring equinox. But have you been, do you follow solar weather with no? A little bit. A, 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 a little bit. The last one I saw was the uh, solar, the sunspots. They just recorded. It's like been the last few days, there's been some bad sunspots. Okay. And again, it's more solar activity, if I'm not mistaken. It's just the last few days I saw that. So have we had a flare, like an M class or an X class flare? That one I can't tell you, but possibly. I mean, I know that it's just been activity. You have to, you have to check NOAA. Have you checked it the last yeah. week or so? I haven't checked it lately. Spaceweather.com okay, yeah. space is, is very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but when you're seeing sunspots, I mean, it's still coronal activity. And it's, um that's... And, you know, without going too much, I know we're supposed to talk about earthbound spirits, but if we're talking about possible time skips or time edits, they always seem to come in conjunction with the solar activity. When people start reporting things like, quote unquote, the Mandela effect and stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know, is it always comes in conjunction with these large solar activity activities or areas and uh, patches. Check that out for yourself. You know, it's very interesting. And when dealing with us as how we cross over and us being devoid, incarnating here, devoid of soul life memories, we're potentially immortal souls, is a real problem. 
there's a problem here with us and the fact that when we don't know where we're going when we cross over, it's such so, such scare that everybody's, you know, there's such fear involved that a lot of earthbound spirits I've dealt with and crossed over didn't go into the light at death because they thought it might be hell. And they had big, yeah, would, take, would take judgment there based on things they've done here on earth, which would be mistreating people, maybe playing with dark arts a little bit, you know, Ouija board here and there, you know, whatever. <laughs> but nonetheless, not starts with that laughing subject, but it's enough to stop people from crossing over. They see that light, the judgment, it could be hell, or the fact that they know they're going to have to change there. And we don't understand how how hard we carry trauma. I mean, I said this just a couple of days on another interview that, <clears throat> excuse me, that trauma walks around this planet just like a member of the population. And we take trauma from past people who don't believe in past lives i've encountered people that are carrying trauma in this life locked in their cellular structure in yeah. structure from a past life yeah you know what i mean or spirits that are earthbound spirits that are chasing after someone that has died and reincarnated and they're still here trapped and they're still focusing on that spirit this is serious but people it's don't want serious. people it's don't want to acknowledge uh reincarnation in our society so that's a real problem Right. So you, so you, so you just mentioned we shouldn't be watching. If you're enjoying this episode, along with all of the subjects that we cover here on Higher Journeys, then I invite you to join our members-only community on Patreon, where we go even deeper into the conversations with the guests that you know and love. Not only does your membership ensure that we can keep this work going and growing, but you'll also get immediate access to our exclusive after shows. Get up close and personal with the guests of the show, along with many other member perks. So click on the link below to join now or visit higherjourneys.com where you'll find the Patreon link. We'll see you on the journey. Thanks. <laughs> it's very serious, A, because so many have been indoctrinated to, to poo-pooing just the phenomenon itself. And it almost seems like in the poo-pooing of it or the indoctrination or the forced indoctrination is purposely trying to keep people oblivious so that the phenomenon continues and people, you know, continue to carry that trauma or never able to get rid of it. You know, I have to wonder, is there anyone walking on this planet alive right now that does not have an attachment? <laughs> wow, that, that, was very, that was very well said. That was very well said. Um <laughs> You, you know, I, 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 I try to maintain that hopefully there's a couple, but, you know, those of us that are constantly protecting ourselves and shielding ourselves, you know, but it's it, it, it's 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 with the amount of trauma, like you said, it, it's it, it's so common. And the amount of people that don't cross over or the amount of people that can't, you know, because of the trauma itself or them themselves are in, still in this body during it, others attaches to that. It's it's really serious down here. And yeah. it's. And, you know, and I don't want to say, I, I try to get away from saying the old, it's a prison planet down here. But as my brother would quote, this has got all the characteristics of hell. It's been called, it's been called, it's been called heaven on earth. It's been called hell on earth. It's all, it's all things. Let me ask you this. Sure. You're talking about a bunch of blessed souls who got lost and maybe consciously or unconsciously attach themselves to unsuspecting individuals. Let's say it's a grandmother, the sweetest thing you can imagine who died tragically or just, just died. And for whatever reason, didn't cro fully cross over and attach to someone. Would that sweet grandmother want to do harm 
you know, let, let's talk about the intention of those who were doing the in attaching, you know, well, let's, that, attachment. <laughs> let, let's talk about the person living also. Okay. The, the, the loan, the longing that we have for this person when they cross over that nice, beautiful grandmother like that, you know, that makes sometimes brings them closer and we actually make the joining ourselves. We could do that. We're that strong to stop them from crossing over. She may have been going on. And then the love that you have for her is so much that it stops her, brings her back, and she merges to help you. And we must understand that in a case like that, of a loved one like that, on the subconscious level, a lot of people are welcoming these attachments, especially ones like that. And on the conscious level, they're unaware of it. That's actually happening. But all of a sudden, after she's crossed over, you're missing her like that. And all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're smoking the type of cigarettes she did. Um, you know, you're looking at cars that she liked. You're doing mannerisms like her. And you wouldn't recognize that as some type of a quote unquote attachment or even possession in that way, because it doesn't feel that way. And on the subconscious way, we're actually welcoming it. And like the ones, the spirits that have tried to avoid me or the earthbounds that have tried to avoid me or know that I'm coming or try to elude me by leaving the client and coming back or something like that. You know, that's, that, that's what I'm finding in that same situation is that they, you know, they don't, they're, they're not wanting to cross over in that way. So it's, you know, and it's, it's, um, it's, does that make sense at all? What I'm saying? So it comes down to not just all, quote unquote attachments, or even if you want to call them possessions are unwanted and they're not by always these evil people, but that love for that person is enough to stop them from crossing over mm -hmm. instead yeah. of releasing them and saying, go, go on mother, grandmother, I love you. And then at that point, when they cross over, they might come back in almost angelic type of form and interact some, it does happen. You know, I don't oh, know exactly for what degree, but definitely that once they cross over and make that change, they can come back and, assist loved ones and i've seen them come with another angelic so it's like a cerebrum a cherubim like two of them and they're working and functioning for you like that so you've got two garden angels around you one that was a loved one and one that was the other one that's been with you a long time already mm -hmm. you know these are things that we need to acknowledge in our in our culture as well as like when a child is born making sure that you energetically protect them and put a cocoon around them a you know, shield around them especially as babies. Very important. Absolutely. Well, I always say to mothers to be, are you, are you talking to your, your child in your tummy or are you, are you arguing with your, your mate while you're pregnant? Because they're picking up everything. As a matter of fact, there've been studies done where individuals have said that they recall conversations while in the womb and even pre-birth. So that's, a, that's a whole nother uh, road we can go down. But anyway, I want to read a comment that came from one of our viewers uh, on the last show that we did with you, Barry, back in December. This is, I'm going to call you out, C Cedric Albert. Thank you so much for this comment. It's rather lengthy, so bear with me, but I thought it would be great to read on the air. He says, hi, Alexis, love your show. Barry has just exposed, this is in your last show, Barry has just exposed the tip of the iceberg in terms of attaching souls slash spirits, and I'm so grateful he has. It's a huge subject that society shuns and are afraid to talk about because supposedly you go to heaven or hell straight away at death. 
I've worked in rest homes and have had to help residents who have passed over who were unaware they've crossed over, not just one or two, but countless, even residents who have passed over before I started as a caregiver. Unfortunately or fortunately, some will attach to others for whatever reason, i.e. they're scared, revenge, addictions, hanger-ons, as my cousin would say, lost, shame, etc., the false perception of what happens at death needs to be addressed. And yes, Barry is right. I believe nearly everyone has attaching souls, spirits hiding in them, not only from this life, but also past lives, something I've personally seen. The unfortunate thing is attaching souls slash spirits can have a detrimental effect on those unaware of carrying them. It can cause all sorts of health problems. It's a huge subject. Thank you for that, Cedric. Sorry, it was long, but I think it was worth reading. Comments on that, Barry? Am I supposed to disagree? I totally agree with all of it. <laughs> I mean, um, I'll say this. Um, sometimes, and what's, and I'll go more in the workshop about this, but something to be very aware of, and it's troubling to me that I don't hear a lot of mediums and people that are doing spirit release therapy often talking about this, is that you've got earthbound spirits that are on the outside of a person's energy field, and I could detect those and get information, communicate with those and help those cross over. And they're attached to people, but it's on the outside. And you've got these others that are entwined into the person's, not just their energy field, but in their behavior patterns. And you can't detect them on the outside. So when they come out personality-wise, it's really a trip. And the amount of how much we're unaware that we're carrying those and how early sometimes they attach with us. We mentioned babies, you know, mm -hmm. when I find out, and I'll talk about this more too, one of the chief joining places is not just hospitals, but it's incubator rooms. Yeah, you mentioned that. That's, uh, you know, that's serious. So you get a spirit that joins with somebody at that age, you, you grow up feeling like you're two people or feeling like you're somebody different. You never know any difference. You don't know any difference because they've been with you so long. And at that point, subconsciously, yes, you're welcoming it probably because you don't know, you know. You don't know the this, difference. This is, yeah, this, this is very serious. So, you oh know, people gosh. should not people should not put down things like hypnosis and deep, deep meditation and theta and delta states of consciousness. It's no joke. And although in like a hypnosis, your body may be completely relaxed and you might be a flopper, somebody falling off the chair or off the bed, whatever it is, you know, but... The truth is your mind is extremely keen, almost a point of heightened awareness. That's very serious, you know, and a lot of times, a lot of this contact with other beings, earthbound, extraterrestrials, whatever, on and on, happens on that level of consciousness, the subconscious or superconscious, and it makes the retention of memory of it in the conscious world difficult, just mm -hmm. like remembering your dreams. You know, if you're like me, I go to sleep, I'm knocked out, yo. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not actually, you know, doing a lot of controlling the dreams and other things that a lot of other people can do that can cross those gates of dreaming with that dream attention. I have mm -hmm. to do things here in the waking world to maintain that kind of consistent consciousness while in the dream state. It's hard for me. I'm not one of those. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's it's just, sorry, sorry. I feel like I'm going too far here. And I'm no, no, no. I mean, there's no way you can't you know, take it in so many different directions because there's so many variables. You know, something that you said, I'm and I'm in my head, I'm going, don't forget to ask this, don't forget to ask that, or comment on this. You talk about this intersection or connection or common thread between what we consider to be alien 
beings, non-human entities from that perspective, and the uh, the souls of those that have crossed over. And I'm going to call Whitley, Whitley Strieber out because he feels very, very firmly that there is a connection and that, in fact, in some cases, I hope I'm getting this right, that the ET beings can be very instrumental in bringing forward some some of those souls that have crossed over in a contact phenomenon. He's obviously better at going into it than me, but he's very, very staunch on, uh, he's developed that philosophy that there is a very, very uh, important and integral connection between alien beings and the souls of the deceased. And uh, we're kind of touching on that here, I think. You know, I would agree because in my contact experiences, something that was always impressed upon me is the fact that I cannot recall all my soul life memories. And I have past life memories of living on this earth, a couple of them, you know, but they're fragmented. And then that takes us into a lot of us have lived on other planets, other, you had other containers for our consciousness. There are others, plasmas and light and condensed light and other things. And a lot of times the contact experiences that are bringing that through, they're bringing forward to me is why I can't, you know, it's important I can't remember what my quote unquote soul life memories would be going back to what creator and coming on forward. So I believe what he's saying is correct, you know, and you got to remember, especially if you're dealing with so many earthbound spirits that don't cross over and you're dealing with beings that can interact with us in the dream state in that density, that's where they're still going to be able to communicate with us. You know, it takes us little into, Preston Dennett, I'm a big fan of his work for a long time, nice guy. Um, you know, he did a deal over grave sites and UFOs. How many often UFOs are seen shining lights over grave sites? And that comes down to, is this dealing with the fact that they could be dealing with earthbound spirits or they're into necromancy and things like that? I mean, who knows, you know, cloning and stuff like that. It's just, you know, it gets nebulous there. But when you're dealing with, beings that can communicate with us in the dream state in what Castaneda would call the left side of awareness, you know, that uh, it, on that area, it's all different. You know, it, it kind of also dealing with beings that can control the time space continuum. It's like all bets are off. So. <laughs> yeah. You but mentioned, um, yeah, you meant, you mentioned Preston Danette uh, before. I think I was on a sh- on a documentary with Preston in uh, in Canada. Yeah, he's he's really good. I I've never had the opportunity to work directly with him, but I know he's well respected in that in that regard. I want to really focus as much as we can because I know this is where the crux of your talk will be coming up this coming Saturday. Let's talk about the individual who suspects that they have an attachment, or let's even just talk about the individual whose life has gone to you know what, uh, and they don't know where it's coming from, whatever it may be, you know, a developed uh, psychological condition or just, just, you know, the black, the proverbial black cloud over one's head or whatever. Let's talk about some of the symptoms because I know they're widely varying in terms of uh, whether it could be an attachment. Let's say this is an individual that's got a lot of stuff going on. How would they start to go about determining that it's you an know, attachment or can they? The the, the gentleman that just, you just read his email or whatever. Um, he brought up a few things, a few ways that people get attached or they get stopped from crossing over. And he mentioned addictions. Addictions is a big one. So if you're somebody that had sudden these addictions that came up in your life out of nowhere, ones you didn't have before, 
And if you are like some of my clients have had the genetic disposition to it also, you know, they, they, they lock onto that, that this, these, these earthbounds do, and they start living through you by getting, you're getting buzzed. And like, I had one of them tell me um, that uh, they felt the most alive when they got the client to drink so much that they blacked out. They're like, boy, they can really put them away. But when they black out, I feel the most alive. Oh my God. But so then, but then, but then, but then, but then that doesn't, you know, like addiction here on earth, it doesn't last long. So then the last, so then they're burning out with that client. So they might start jumping to somebody else, trying to get them to go get wasted and trying to live through them. And that fades, they go to another person, go back to this person. It, it happens, wow. I think, quite frequently, especially for younger right. earthbound souls that didn't get to maybe get away from mom and dad and party like they wanted to when they were 15 or 16. Then they suddenly cross over and they're not those parameters anymore. And they still want to exercise the freedom that they didn't have in the body. So they start jumping into people and joining with people and influencing people to do this. Okay, I need to stop you. I have to ask you this before we lose this. Now, you said one of them said, so that this was some, this was you communicating with the spirit of someone who's deceased who told you this explain for the audience how this happens barry without going into a whole bunch of detail i mean how is that contact made between because i know you you talk about your client i'm assuming is a physical being that is coming to you to to get support on this but you also have those that are discarnate coming to you how is this happening what's your experience it it, it can be done when a person is in the theta, deep theta, almost delta states of consciousness. At that point, these other deceased people will come forward. And do that's what I mean. Yeah, they'll, 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 they'll speak through the client. So I might have a male client who suddenly starts talking like a female, or okay. a female client starts talking like a male. It will change decisively. And then, you know, once they realize they've been discovered, a lot of these earthbound spirits were desperate for attention before they join like that. So they're getting that then. So they're not all upset. And like I said, uh, you feel like you're getting emotional on me. Okay. <laughs> I can see it on your face. You okay. No, it's fascinating. I mean, it's fascinating. It's, 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 it's um, one thing is, you know, and once, 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 once that, once that happens and they've been acknowledged and I've said, that's why I'm dealing with more of the earthbound spirits because the majority of them I've worked with cross over fairly easy. Not all of them. Some of them you have to work with in a cognitive behavioral type of fashion, but there are a lot of them that cross over, not opposed to what you're trying to deal with the demonic who's not to be just opposing you. They might be attacking you even to a greater degree. So, I mean, these are things that, that uh, that's another layer though, but this earthbound layer is a lot of times that, you know, or there's something they were trying to tell someone or, or something they're trying to get resolved. You can help with that. And they cross over, you know, a lot easier than anything demonic would. So that's after I think that's, you've I, worked with them after you've worked with them. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. And I don't want to go into too much, but I will say, oh, there's no way around it. Look, love has a lot to do with it. Feeling love and believing in love, of, of love of the creator of source, whatever you want to call it. It's important. As much as we feel the love with our loved ones, those both of those are important. And when we do cross over and the point of death comes, feeling that love keeps us ability to see that light mm-hmm. and to see that information coming through and feel it. You know, and I and and, and I wanted to say this real quick and squeeze this out because I know a lot of probably your audience is dealing with it too. You've got 
a lot of people that are very well known in the community or in social media, they're telling people to don't crop, don't go into light when you die. Oh, it's a trick. It's a trick. Don't go in there. Man, or wait, there's a second light that will come. Hey, that is bad advice. And anyone that says that, Alexis, I would just ask one, is there, are they a medium? Two, are they, you know, every medium is a psychic, but every psychic's not a medium. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. And number two, have they had an NDE themselves? Have they died? Have they seen something that this happened to them? Uh, like, you know, we need to hear about that. Number three, have they got a, ca a caseload of work with earthbound spirits? With either the things I just described to you, those inside the field or outside, these are things that are important because what that that advice does is creates more earthbound spirits. That's exactly what that does. You know, it made me go back. It was actually after our last, I think it was our last conversation that wasn't recorded, but it made me go back and watch Ghost again and see just what happened after he got stabbed and he ran off for a second chasing the guy. Then he came back and he realized Demi was, you know, trying to nurse him and he was dead. And he went into shock. And I've had, you know, for different situations, earthbound spirits describe something like that too, being shocked. And then the light comes and they run from it because they feel like they're being cheated or it could be judgment or whatever the case is. And, you know, what happened to him in that movie, he looked back at it and the light, the little orb started coming towards him. He went, no, no, no. And he turned around, he started running towards his body. And when he turned around, he took a few steps and it went out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If something like that happens, I don't know how it works exactly, Alexis, that at a point we can't perceive it. You know what I mean? The light itself. But I'll go more into the workshop how to change that. I'm getting real excited and carried away here because well, this stuff is really subject. important. It's important. Yeah. You know, really. It is important. Um, oh, boy. I lost my train of thought. Sorry, I was going all over oh, the board. So I know what it, I know what it is. So you work with clients, physical human beings that that you're working with in this capacity. How do they come to you? Is there a common thread? Is there a common scenario by which they, how do they get to you? Why are they coming to you? Oh, I, I, I mean, so corny, but creator and spirit sends them because I, <laughs> all this, all this stuff I was doing strictly for myself in a selfish fashion, because I was trying to always retain, I was trying to surface missing memories, missing time, memories from missing time. And so I was going to hypnosis and things like that, trying to help myself. And from there it grew, you know, I learned these things. I learned really what spirit releasement therapy was, saw it out, done a few times, learned how to do that. And then um, spirit starts sending people to me. And, you know, so, it's when, so they, it's, when they come to you, may I ask, and I obviously you can't divulge any specific scenario, but what types of scenarios are they coming to you saying, Barry, I need help with X? Um, example, the last person, such a wonderful person. They came to me because they said that they thought where they um, had um, suffered SSP missing time, secret space program type of related things. And that's not the type of contact I've had. But nonetheless, I can understand, especially the missing time. And I'm very open to it and try to help, you know? So that's one situation there. And a lot of times these, these like hypnotic sessions don't go far enough with people, long enough. 
enough times because they're too expensive, whatever it might be. That's so yeah. situation like that has really brought people to me. It's like spirit kind of pushes them in and push pulls them in and sure. I can recognize that and try to help. But it's a lot of situations like that, or it's always related to trauma though. It's really Okay. So I was going to say SSP secret space program, et cetera. That's one scenario. But what about the, the person down the street that just may become aware of your work that is just working a normal job is not in this field, doesn't know what SSP is. What about that type of person? What type of Normally, somebody will have told them something. It's a mouth of word of word of mouth, or I might be sitting with someone privately, and I'll notice certain things that they'll they'll say that is going on in their life that might imply that they're dealing with the earthbound attachment. Like what? So we'll go from there. I'm trying to get you to drill down. Uh, uh, Lack of energy. Lack of energy. That isn't just. (laughs) one or two days it's pervasive it, 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 it it's it's consistent a big lack of uh 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 energy mood swings and tense mood swings that are different than somebody something like a bipolar or something like that this is somebody that didn't have this before and something that just comes out of nowhere uh creates tons of fights in marriages that's another big one and another one that catches somebody moves to another house and they start having these problems all of a sudden because you had mentioned property before. And, oh, Lord, property will hold not just earthbound spirits. It will be a portal for for negative inorganic beings, all sorts of stuff. Absolutely. So so property yeah. is, is a big one or people that just, you know, you decorate a house real hardcore and suddenly you kick off. You don't, don't, don't want to lose it. Don't want to leave it. And if somebody else moves in, changing the stuff you put up. You know how mad Why they can't hear about this right and, now. And you're, 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 I mean, you're t- oh, I'm sorry. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> okay. So, oh, Just so you oh, know, guys, yeah, there's yeah, going to be yeah. some changes oh. in my. Okay. It's okay. It's all right, guys. Don't worry about it. I feel like you're talking to me. There's going to be some changes in my living conditions soon. We'll get into that later. Okay. I get that. Okay. Hold on. Hold, hold that right there. So, property is a big one. Uh, people uh, that are dealing with sudden mood swings. This, I'm trying to go back to another question I had in this regard. I really want to focus, Barry, on the individual, those of you that are watching and listening right now, so you can go, oh my God, I think it's me, because that's who this this upcoming workshop is for, and that, who this conversation is for. So many of the people that responded, Barry, for your for, from your last show, just so related to this and wanted to know so much more about it. I want to ask in terms of when they enter and can the attachment leave on its own in some cases you, you mean you mean when they join yeah i know that they can come in at birth or they can come in you know many years down the road for you but can they leave uh, an attachment on their own yeah 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 they they, they sometimes will leave involuntarily or because they see someone else or they have worn the uh, person out and they'll go to somebody else. They'll jump around. Those are some of the more stronger ones. And you have other ones that get so entwined in a personality that the 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 um I don't say victim, the victim isn't aware of it. Okay. And that changes and some at some level, the earthbound spirit isn't aware of it either. So that changes things quite a bit. But you've got the others that are that are able to move from person to person, you know, and that that that's 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 pretty, you know, another. Something I want to say just about the other thing we mentioned, not just property, but just people can do that too. That's just, those are two things in common of just having someone stay here and attachment 
to something or somebody so close that that's a type of addiction almost. So that's all. Yeah. But yeah. Any, anyway, anyway, but but yeah, but you have several that can move. They can get out and move. Like um, example I'll give of that real quickly is individual that uh, said he jumped. Uh, one of my earlier clients jumped jumped on them in a in a bar. We actually encountered that a few times. But something they said was, "Well, I know the other people in there, and they're c- kind of burned out, meaning that they jumped and joined with them all several times. They drink too much, and I can't get that that buzz out of them anymore. Mm-hmm. And then this individual came in, and they're 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 they're, they're awkward. They're socially awkward. They weren't having a good time. So I thought I'd join with them and help them have a few drinks, show them how to have a good time. But really, it's not to try to help them. They're trying to get that feeling back, like, oh, a new one. I get that buzz feeling. But the whole reason that they stayed here, one of the main ones was they wanted to have another drink. They died trying to get another drink. It doesn't, that you know. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Wow, that's crazy. It's not very pleasant, um, but, you know, it it's is not, what it But is. it seems so ubiquitous. It's something that, like you said, and I know you're passionate about bringing awareness to the average person so they know, you know, because too many people are dealing with too much stuff and not knowing from where it comes uh, is, that's not good. So if we can shine the light on, on this, go ahead. ahead. One other thing, I'm sorry. One other thing that with what you just asked, um, health problems, sudden health problems that seem to come out of nowhere, often uh, accompanied with bad sleep cycles, and nightmares, you know what I mean? Or feeling like somebody's been holding you down at night or attacking you at night. And then that that creates these type of, you know, health problems. It gets into our organs, more trauma, 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 trauma. Absolutely. You know? Sorry, yeah. that's all. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I apologize. No, well, there's so much and I can tell you're busting at the seams. Well, you're going to have plenty, plenty of chance to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go down a road that's going to be a little slippery, but I think I'd be remiss if I didn't. And that has to do with chronic mental illness. I'm talking about things like schizophrenia and bipolar and other very, very intense uh, mental afflictions. This has been hotly debated, I know, before in the field of psychology and certainly in the alternative field of psychology as to the origins of such things. You can argue that it's genetic. And I'm I'm not going to speak out of school because I'm not a psychologist, but you can't help but ask the question if you're taking, not in all cases, but let's say in some, I have a relative who is schizophrenic and I've seen her literally in an altered state where it seemed as if she was being talked to by somebody else right in front of me. Uh, my husband and I both were, we, we just kind of stayed calm, but, you know, and talked about it afterwards and said, what is, what is really going on here? Bottom line, could some schizophrenic situations be an intense attachment? Yes. And I will say that, not just that, but I've removed as many as like 10, 12 people from one client, deceased people. So you can have not just one on you, you can have multiple ones on you. And one that has a more dominant personality than the others. So when you have that many deceased earthbound spirits attached to you that can very much create something that would be similar to what we call multiple personality disorder. What do they call it now? Um, Dissociative identity. Yeah, dissociative identity. identity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very easily. That that ties into that. You know what I mean? And that's like when you think, okay, especially if you've got 10, 12 on you, 
don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's probably release therapists that have had a lot more on them, clients with a lot more on them than just 10 or 12. 20, 30. 20, I've heard 30, of multiple 40. talking yeah. about 20 or 30 distinct personalities, not just in the personality, but even the physiology. I'm sure you're familiar with this, where the personality will be so dominant that the eye color will change, that one ultra may be diagnosed with diabetes and another not. That's mm -hmm. how intense it's get. Are you guys familiar with that? Yes, indeed. Speak to that for a minute. Well, again, it's, um, you know, we're dealing with cellular trauma. And the fact that trauma can be stored, not just cellular, but also in the organs. So if you have an entity that wants to influence someone, they're going to start attaching and assaulting that area. You know, so that's that's kind of big. And that, that can exacerbate all sorts of health problems. Sure. You know, from heart problems to whatever it might to stress to anxiety and all, all, all sorts of stuff, you know, and I, and I, and if you have multiple on you, you're going to get multiple symptoms. It's, it's horrible, you know, not to mention just the mental instability of having that many different personalities up on you and you're unaware of it. You're getting all these weird, you know, impulses and things, you know, one of them might be like one of the, one of the, um, one of them told me that, they had jumped to a few people, but the one person that they liked, they stayed with them. And it's just saying, but I couldn't keep getting, you know, the good feeling I was getting from them, which is basically from addiction. Said So then I started telling them, well, you know, I couldn't stand this one person there around. So once you get them, punch them, hurt them, you know, stuff like that. And where does that start? It goes from addiction to anger immediately. That's and, and but that's a person enduring that and it's destroying their life, either their marriage or their work relationships or something. It's destroying, you know, internally damaging their body through abuse or just pure anxiety and stress. That's enough, you know. Is that is that kind of what you were wanting to absolutely? I'm shaking my head like I'm sure many of you are because you could go back in your mind. You don't have to go back in your mind. Look at the world today and the individuals who are dealing with uh, dysfunction at so many levels. I don't know one family that isn't. One person in, in, in a way, particularly with what we've been through in the last couple of years. But imagine if 98% of what we're seeing around us and maybe within us is due to uh, to an earthbound spirit. Uh, it, it, and it sounds, it's still, even to me, sounds a bit, you know, it's elusive. It's, it's, it's unfamiliar. And yet it makes so much sense. You, you know, you mentioned a show, another show that I, I kind of follow that, you know, can't say how real it is or whatever, but the, the situation that they're using is very good. That's the dead files. Check out how many times when we speak of earthbound spirits on the outside of the people's energy fields, how many of those ones that they encounter are attacking children. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about that during the workshop also, you know, I'm sure you've noticed it all the time. And then the pictures, the sketches that she makes is the ones of them over kids beds and, and how many, how many of your audience right now suffers from sleep paralysis Oh, that's or, very common. Or, or 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 feeling like you know when they're laying there, somebody very. else has come and sat down with them, 
that's sitting on the bed. Oh, and it's I've like had, it's, it's like their, their their mate is right there. But you, didn't you feel that person sitting there? They're like, no, I've no. had people Look. tell me that they have been well. You know, we can classically call it the uh, old hag syndrome was described as uh, the old hag syndrome described as an individual coming. A woman typically will come and put. Get on top of another person and suffocate them. Try to suffocate them. So this, these, look, guys. I know this sounds super dark, and we want to. This isn't one of those light conversations. It, it can't be. Uh, but it's not for to, to scare the heck out of you, but to become aware so we can do something about it. You know? Something to throw in on that. That's also called uh, incubus and succubus. Yes, they're no, they're known to do that also. They sometimes come with that sexual connotation with them also, but they're known to do what you just said. Yeah, and it's often that's a woman. I believe that's incubus. I believe. Yeah, I've had so many stories of people that that have told me their own. So, the 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 bottom line is, we've got to get to a point of resolution. We're going to resolve this first by becoming aware of educating yourself. That's the only way we can do this. So, again, this is why we wanted to put this together and keep this conversation going because I know you're saying that the number of earthbound spirits you you feel uh, could challenge the number of those that are living on the planet. And you have to ask yourself, well, why? Why is that? Some, something's not right here. So I think the first step is to become, make yourself aware of the reality and then take the steps necessary to uh, to mitigate the effects at a minimum and get rid of the attachments, uh, you know, for good at, at best. And moreover, watch how you're living your own life. Certainly, we all, we all need to, to check ourselves on that. And love, I think probably the most uplifting message that you uh, left today, Barry, is that love is what will, and this is not just a notion, guys, and it's not just the feeling of love, it's the frequency of love. Because the frequency, uh, if you were to register it on a, on, a, on a device, you would see it's really high, it's really high, and it can definitely snuff out what doesn't belong. So so listen, we're going we're gonna to wind down. You know what time it is. It's time to go to Patreon because we will continue the conversation a little longer. And I can tell Barry's got more to say. So why not come over and join us on Patreon? You know that it helps higher journeys continue to go and grow and, and keep the shows coming to you. So we would love your uh, presence there. We got a nice community over there. I love every, I love you guys too. But I love the, the journeyers over there. It's really, really cool. So we're going to go over there and continue the conversation. In the meantime, in the meantime, join us Saturday. March 26th at uh, 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern for our workshop. Really, really powerful with Barry Littleton. So we, of course, will have the link in the description below. Oh, and I have a little treat for you guys. Since we're airing this just a few days before the workshop, tell you what, for those of you that are watching us on YouTube, write this down, put in Higher Journeys 10, all capital letters, we'll give you a little discount since we're right uh, on the on the doorstep of the workshop. So again, for those of you watching the show on YouTube, put in Higher Journeys 10, all caps, Higher Journeys in the number 10, one word, and we'll give you a discount to uh, come on in because we know that we know you want to be there. You need to be there. We want to hear more from Barry and, and most importantly, uh, get into some steps that can be taken to at least start the process of identification and protection. And that's going to be a big one for, for Barry. So, dude, thank you. Any closing thoughts before we head next door to Patreon? No, no. Just uh, appreciate everybody for their listening and um, their support and everything. And like you said, uh, definitely keep up the love frequency. You know, something I'll go into is no workshop is the amount of love that I felt like when I died 
of the um, angelics that I encountered, the frequency of love and stuff like that. It's important. And what I learned from my personal near-death experience. So, you know, all of this factors into that tapestry to help us, I think. So. Absolutely. Can't go wrong there, guys. You know that. We don't have to tell you. Oh, wow. Deep stuff. All right. I'm going to say uh, sayonara for now, journeyers. Hope to see you next door. Barry, thank you as always for your candor, for your enthusiasm, for your passion, for your dedication, for your courage, because this is heavy stuff. Not everyone can do this. So thank you for that. All right, guys. Thanks, Barry. All right, everyone. (laughs) We'll talk to you real soon. Thanks for tuning into Higher Journeys. Take good care. Bye-bye.